Welcome to the City Church Sermon Podcast. City Church is a new church located in the city of Frisco, Texas, just north of Dallas. Our hope and prayer is that the following message can serve as an encouragement and as a blessing and inspiration in your walk with Christ. If you have any questions about City Church and want more information about us or you want to visit during one of our Sunday celebrations, please visit us online at citychurchfrisco.org or email us at hello at citychurchfrisco.org. If you would like to contribute financially to this ministry, you can do so at citychurchfrisco.org slash give. Thank you for listening. Worship matters. Uh, it says worship matters to God and worship matters to you. Worship is very important to God because uh, God alone deserves the honor. God alone deserves the glory. God alone is the one worthy to be praised, worthy to be magnified, worthy to be exalted. And God alone sh- uh, uh, um, takes this worship. He doesn't expect to share it with anyone. He, he is uh, The Word of God says that He is a jealous God. That's why in the Ten Commandments, one of the very first commandments that is given is that you shall have no other gods before me. Amen? Because he alone is God. And we can create our false gods because we do create them. They may not be a, 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 a statue. It may not be something that we are visibly seeing, but we do create false gods in our lives because whatever you give your time to, whatever you give your resources to, whatever you give your energy to, you are showing that that thing that place, that person, that task is a priority in your life. When truly God should be the number one priority in our lives. So worship matters to God and worship matters to you. It matters to us because when our hearts are right, when our hearts are truly connected with God and we are worshiping him, the Word of God says that He brings a peace of, uh, that passes all understanding. When you and I are going through a trial, when you and I are going through a difficult moment, our worship gets us before the presence of God. And when we are in the presence of God, there is a peace. Because we know. He, we know He's with us. Amen? Worship matters to God and worship matters to us. The destination of worship is to meet God. This is why we worship. When you and I worship, we are going somewhere. Please do not think that what we do here, what Brother Nathan does, what Brother Jesus does, what Brother Gilbert does on the keyboard, and what Brother Miguel does on the bass, and what the singer Sister Cynthia does, is not so we can be entertained. It's not so we can pass a few minutes before the the message is spoken, delivered. No, we do this to come before God so our hearts may be prepared to receive God's word that day. Because it's a destination. We are going somewhere. And and, and this group of people, they they do the best they can to be prepared to take you there. Amen. How many of you guys have gone on a tour before? I've gone on tours at Cowboy Stadium, AT&T Stadium. I've gone on tours uh, several places. We've gone on vacation. Have you ever been on a tour and the tour guide that's taking you on the tour knows nothing about what he's showing you? 
he just points out this. Oh, that looks pretty cool. This looks, that's pretty awesome looking. Wow, I've never even seen that. Wow, look at that. You know? That is not a useful tour guide. See, what we do here is that we, we try to bring where our hearts come together as one and the worship team along with you. We go on a journey and it's a journey towards the throne of God, towards the heart of God. And I tell these guys and I tell Nathan all the time that if, if you haven't been there, how do you expect to take somebody else there? You got to get ready. We got to get ready. There's a preparation involved when you tour. When you go on vacation, we're going to go on vacation. We're going to pull out some luggage. We're going to pull out some things. And we get ready to go to where we're going. We look and see what the weather is going to be like. All right, we're going to the beach. We got to pack some swimming trunks. We got to pack something appropriate, some sunglasses. Oh, we're going somewhere. It's cold. We got to pack a jacket. I, I went to... um. To Michigan earlier this year, and it was zero degrees when I got off the plane. Can you imagine if I had gotten there and I didn't have my jacket? I had to prepare. We have to prepare. We know that worship is a destination. The musicians, the worship team prepares. We also need to do preparation in our hearts. Because if worship matters to you and worship matters to God, then we need to be ready. Along the week, we need to be praying. During the week, we need to prepare our hearts knowing, you know what, Sunday's right around the corner. Have you ever noticed Sunday comes around every week? It is just around the corner every Sunday. Monday comes by and before you know it, it's almost Sunday. And maybe you guys don't feel it like I do because I got to get ready for every Sunday. But it comes around just as you, I prepare, you should be preparing. Because when we get here, we, are, we should have an expectation that there is a journey ahead of us. Especially when our lives are so busy. Our lives are so rushed that many times, many times, let's just be honest, we don't spend a lot of time in prayer at home. I'm not going to ask you to, to raise your hands and tell me how many hours you prayed this week, but, but think back and think in your heart, how much time have you truly spent in the presence of the Lord this week? And then we come here and we wonder, well, I didn't truly feel anything. Uh, no, no, no. You should come expecting for God to move. Because when I come, I expect for God to move. I expect to feel God's presence. And at times, it's a battle, guys. Because you and I, we're both living in the same world. You and I are both attacked in the same way. And we come here carrying burdens. We come here carrying different things that are, that are bringing us down. But we should still come with an expectancy because the destination of worship, the moment that the first note hits, the downbeat is played, and people begin to raise their hands, man, we go on a journey. And that journey is to meet God. Amen. Praise. Praise is the expression we give to the worship we live. See, we should be living worship. 
Worship is not just singing. Worship is not just playing the drums. Uh, Worship is not just strumming the guitar. Worship is an act that we perform day in and day out. The words that come out of my mouth express my worship during the day. How I refer myself to my coworkers, how I, I treat my coworkers, how I treat my wife, how I treat my sons and my daughter, how I treat those around me, it's an expression of worship. Because praise is external. And praise expresses what's inside. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise expresses what is inside. So we should be living this. We should be living this. And I'm going to tell you exactly why. The next, the next line says that if you, go ahead and put it up, brother. If you limit worship to where you are, the minute you leave that place of worship, you will leave your worship behind. If you limit worship to this place, Sunday's the only day I worship from 3 to about 4.15. That's how long I worship. The minute that you and I, we leave this place, we leave our worship. Just like I may see, I may see some of these left on the chairs later. We forget it like a piece of paper. We forget it like, like something that's not, as, not too important. If you limit your worship. You can't limit your worship to Sundays. You can't limit your worship to to a building. Your worship is every minute of every day. Every day. So I'm going to give you five reasons. I'm going to go through them quickly. I'm going to give you five reasons why worship matters. Why worship is important. And why you and I should strive to become a, a worshiping uh, a people, a worshiping church in this place. Amen. Have you ever come and you wish, man, I wish people were a little bit more, uh, would raise their hands a little bit more. Uh, I've seen that at other churches and I wish uh, that people would maybe jump a little bit. Why don't we start with ourselves? Praise God. Start with ourselves. If, if you want to see people raise their hands, why don't, why don't I raise my hands a little bit more? If I want to see people jump, then I, I'm going to jump a little bit because it's my expression of the worship I have within me. So worship matters. And these are the five reasons worship matters. Number one, worship involves surrender of our lives. Worship involves the surrender of our lives. Romans chapter 12, verse 1, it says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Worship involves surrender of our lives. We have a police officer here, so why do, you, why do police officers tell you, put your hands up? Because they want to see that there's nothing that's going to hurt them, and it's a, it's a form of surrender. And when people are being chased and they give up, they, they start raising their hands, okay, 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 you got me, you got me, you got me. 
The reason we lift our hands as a church before God is because we're showing God, Lord, I lay myself down before you. I surrender my life. I give up. I don't know why things are happening in my life the way they're happening. I don't know why my marriage is in, the, is in the state that it is. I don't know why my children are behaving the way they're behaving. I don't know why things are not working out the way I want them to work out. I don't understand many things, Lord. But all I do understand is that, that you're after me and, and I raise my hands before you and I just give up and surrender to you. I surrender to you. Because worship involves surrendering our lives. Number two, worship is putting our focus on him. Worship is putting our focus on him. When you and I are, are, are going to do something, right, we... we we tend to want to focus our attention. We tend to want to focus our energy. We tend to want to focus whatever it is that we're going to do. We put everything we have towards that. Amen. Leading up to last week, the, believe me, the people that were, that were leading and organizing and doing all the things we did last week, they were focused. And we were all focused on one thing. And it's, it's a relief that once we get there and you see that things are going well and then things are done and people are happy and everything, you tend to, to relax a little bit. But up until that moment, we are focused. We are giving all our efforts. We're giving all our energy to get that one thing done. Worship, it means to put our focus on Him. If you and I know that worship is, is reaching a destination, worship is a journey that we're going to meet God, then you and I at that moment when we realize we're about to get on the worship train, you got to focus every bit of energy that you have. When you come here, that's what we're here for. We're not here to see what someone else is doing. We're not here to see what songs are sung. We're not here to see if pastor preaches a good message or not. We're not here to see what someone else is wearing. Or we're not here to see what somebody else is driving. We are here because we want to connect with God. And the moment we step into this building... We believe it's important that we continue meeting week after week after week because when we meet, it's an action that you're saying, you're thinking, you know what, Lord? I, I know that I could pray in my closet. I know I can turn some worship music on in my house. That's good, and I, and I should be doing that. You should be doing that. But there is something to be said of when you and I decide, you know what, Lord, today I'm going to stop everything I'm doing. Yeah, there's something going on today that's important. There's a Cowboys game coming on. There's a, 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 the, the World Cup is coming on. I don't know. I think there's some soccer games going on. Something's going on. But I'm going to leave all that to be behind me. I'm even going to leave the Eagles game behind. I'm going to leave all that behind me. Because I'm going to go to your house. I'm going to stop what I'm doing because I want to show you that my focus is on you. My focus, my energy, everything I have, 
I want to give it to you. It may not be very long. It may only be an hour and a half. It may be an hour and 15 minutes. I don't know how long service is going to be today, but that hour and 20 minutes, I'm going to step out of what I'm doing to step into the journey of worship. Worship is putting our focus on him. Colossians chapter 3 verse 1 says, Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. It's amazing how, how things compete for our, for our attention. Amen? There was a time in my life where, and I still do at times, I'll get reading plans on my iPad, um, and I'll get... Uh, I'll subscribe to a reading plan on the Bible app, and I see the kids are doing this, and it's awesome just to see that they're reading their Bibles, um, and, and they're reading the Word of God. But I, I've noticed that for myself, when I'm, when I'm using this, this particular device, that, that there's a lot of distractions that come along with this. I'll all of a sudden get a Facebook notification because I have about 300 friends. I know it's not as many as you guys have, you know. I have 180 Twitter followers, so I get notifications, and I'm trying to read my, my Bible, and there's distractions. And then I can turn, off the, I can turn on the do not disturb, but, but guess what? The distraction is still there because I know I can just click here, tap there, and I'm back to seeing. So the world won't fall apart, right? Because if I don't check it, the world will fall apart. So I, I was noticing this is not working for me. Uh, my mind is too, too scatterbrained at times. So I, I need to get away. I'll leave my phone. I'll leave my devices. And I take this high technology called paper. And sometimes I'll grab a pen. And I'll spend time praying. And I'll spend time reading the word. And in my mind, yeah, I have an idea of where I want to go. I have a Bible plan. Not on this Bible, but I have one that I have taped to the back of it. And I'm following my Bible plan. And I just say, Lord, what do you want to tell me today? Because I want to focus on him. God still speaks, church. You're not going to necessarily hear an audible voice. You're going to receive promptings from the Lord. But the way you're going to hear God speak to you loud, clearly, and, and, and direct is through this. Through reading the Bible. Through reading his word. So if you want to hear from God, leave your devices behind. Clear everything out and focus on him. Focus on him. Worship matters because number three, worship involves getting out of the way. Wow. Worship involves getting out of the way. There's an interesting story in Matthew chapter 16. Uh, it's a very interesting uh, chapter because there's a, a moment where Christ Jesus is talking to his disciples and he asks his disciples, hey guys, who do people say I am? Right? And then the, someone answers, well, uh, people say that you're John the Baptist resurrected. Some people say you're Elijah. Some people say this and that. But then Jesus says, okay, that's good, that's good. But who do you say I am? And then Peter, full of 
bravado and full of, uh, uh, of just a lot of uh, feeling like he knew the exact answer, he stands up and says, you are the Messiah. And Jesus says, wow, Peter, this was not revealed to you by, by flesh and blood. This was revealed to you by the Spirit, by the Holy Spirit. And basically, uh, Peter gets the star for the week, right? He's the pupil. He's the favorite at that moment. Uh, whatever it is that Jesus would say to make them feel good, I'm sure he said it because, Jesus, because Peter answered the question correctly. But it's interesting. This happens in the beginning of the chapter, Matthew chapter 16. But watch what happens a few verses later in verse 22, chapter 16, verse 22. He begins to tell, uh, Jesus begins to tell the disciples, hey guys, guess what? Yeah, you, you're right, I was the Messiah and everything. I am the Messiah, but guess what? I will be crucified, I will be killed, and this is so that all the scriptures that have been said and the prophecies that have been given, that they can be fulfilled through me. And in verse 22, Peter full of bravado, feeling good because he knows he's the star, the star student at this time. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. How about that? Peter began to rebuke Jesus. Jesus, let me talk to you. Come here. Come on. We just had a good conversation. Let's, let's, what are you talking about? Never, Lord, he said. This shall never happen to you. Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Wow, how the star student fell. Not only was he not called by his name, he was referred to as Satan. Jesus is saying, at this moment, Peter, there is a spirit that is not right within you. And I need to rebuke you because you think you can rebuke me. I will rebuke that spirit because that spirit that you have is not concerned with the things of God. You're only concerned with the things that pertain to you as a human being. See, because in those times, everyone expected for the Messiah to come and overthrow the Roman Empire. So how in the world was the Messiah going to overthrow the Roman Empire if he was killed? Peter was concerned about government. Peter was concerned about who's going to be king. Peter was concerned about who was going to be the president. Peter was concerned about human affairs. Jesus was like, no, 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 this is not, you're missing it, Peter. This is not what it's about. You got to get out of the way. This is not about you. This is not about human affairs. This is about spiritual affairs. I will become king. I am Messiah and I will rescue my people who are that who are enslaved in darkness, enslaved in despair, enslaved without hope, and I will give them a new hope, and I will give them a new life. But it's not how you think it's going to happen. It's not how you think it's going to happen. And you know what? I'll be very honest with you right now. My wife and I were kind of dealing with this. Man, we had plans. 
Man, we had dreams. We have things that, you know, this is going to happen. And when this happens, we're going to do this. And when this we do this, this is going to happen. And then we had a whole line of things that are going to happen. We're excited. We're making plans. But we've learned along the way that if we're truly going to have our hearts in a place where we can worship God freely, where we can worship God truly connecting with him, we got to get out of the way. Because it's not about how I plan things. It's about God's will in my life. It's about what he's going to do through me. And it's not going to look the way I think it's going to look. I I, I may get to where I think I'm going to get, but I'm not going to get there going down this street and this street. No, God might take me the long way around. Or he may give me the shortcut eventually. I don't know. That's the point. The point is I got to get out of the way. Yes, Lord. Let your will be done in my life. Worship involves getting out of the way. In verse 24, Jesus continues. He says to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. In other words, if you're going to follow me, If people are going to say you are followers of Jesus, you are followers of the Messiah, you are followers of Christ, then you got to deny yourself. You got to deny your wants. You got to deny your desires. And you just got to be willing to take up your cross. I don't know what your cross looks like. And I can identify my cross at this moment, at this time. But I got to take that cross, even though I don't like it, even though it doesn't feel good, even though it's a bit heavy, even though it's really bothering my shoulder, I got to carry it and follow him. Because that's all I can do. And I know, I can promise you, I am 100% sure that as long as I'm right behind Jesus and I'm carrying my cross, even if it's not very, uh, very uh, attractive, I'm going to be okay. I may not like it necessarily. And there'll be times that you and I complain. There'll be times that you and I don't understand. There'll be times when you and I even question. Continue carrying that cross. Get out of the way. Put yourself to the side. Understand what God's calling is in your life. I don't know what God is asking you to do. I don't know what God is dealing with in your heart. I don't, I'm not privy to that information. But you, you know that when you come here, God is asking you to do something. And we struggle with those things. Lord, are you, are you, are you sure? Are you sure you want me to do that? Is that truly... You, you really want me here every... Some of us just struggle being here every Sunday. You really want me here every Sunday? You, you want me to, to start tithing? I don't know. I still don't feel very, very cool about that. Yeah, I know what your word says. I know what Brother Angel just read. I, I don't know. I, I'm scratching my head. I don't get it. Jesus says, forget about what you think. Carry the cross. Follow me. Got to get out of the way. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 8 and 9 says, For my thoughts, this is God speaking, My thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. See, we make a mistake when we think God thinks like us. Can you imagine if God thought like us? 
man, we would be in a bad, bad mess. God does not think like you. God does not think like me. I can make my plans, and I can think it's going to work out really well, but I don't know the future. I can only see so far. I can only, I can maybe, maybe kind of tell you what I'm going to be doing tomorrow, but quite honestly, it may change from one moment to the next. I can't even tell you with 100% certainty what I'm doing tomorrow. I'm going to go to work tomorrow, but what if I catch the cold tonight? What if I get sick tonight? What if I get in a car accident on the way home? I don't know. But God does. I got to trust him. I got to believe that, that he knows exactly what's best for my life. And for whatever reason I'm going through, what I'm going through, I may not like it, it may not feel good, but he's got a plan for me. So when we worship, we got to get out of the way. That means that when you come here, you may not like what's going on in your life. It's okay. God's got it under control. I'm going to raise my hands. I'll be the first one up at altar call. I hope pastor does an altar call because I want to go up there and pray. Uh, you know what? If there's that, uh, that fast song, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to put a little hop in my step. I, I, I'm going to be wild and maybe sway to the left and to the right today. You wild people, you. <laughs> because it doesn't matter. I'm here before God's presence. I'm following him. Things are not where I want them to be. But I can see Jesus. And that's all I need. I want to see Jesus. Number four. Worship matters because we must worship in the face of pain and loss. We must worship in the face of pain and loss. I'm going to be honest with you. Pain comes to our lives. We, we got to pray. I already mentioned uh, Sister Sandra. We got to pray for them. There's a pain that comes with loss. It comes together. You lose something, it's going to hurt. It doesn't feel good. But we need to be very careful with that when these kind of things happen in our lives. And not just losing a loved one. It could be losing your job. It could be even trivial things that we freak out about. We, we, we get disturbed in our spirits over very, very trivial things that don't have no, uh, no true impact in our lives. I used to watch a show, 10 years, 10 seasons. I watched, I'm not gonna tell you which one it is because I don't wanna feel like a little teenage boy. 10 years I watched it. It was religion to me. Every Wednesday after church, it was on my TV. I used to have TiVo. I was in my TiVo. Now then it was on my DVR. I mean, technology changed throughout the run of this 10-year show. That's how long it was. 10 years, 24 episodes every season. That's 24 hours times 10. 240 hours over the course of 10 years. I mean, I was, I was after the show. I wanted to know more. And I, I know I was like a teenage girl. But I, when it ended, 
I felt like I lost my best friend. My wife is not too far. I had a tear forming. It was emotional to me. Don't be telling which one it is. <laughs> Let me gather myself. But we get emotional. We get stuck on things that truly don't matter. And we, we feel pain and we feel lost. Now, there are things that do matter and we lose those things. But throughout all of this, our worship should not be affected. See, now David, the King, King David lost his son. And I, maybe some of you have experienced losing a loved one. David lost his son. He went into mourning. And he went into a period where he was crying and he was grieving. And, and the word of God says in 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 20, that after David was done with his mourning period, then David got up from the ground. After he washed up, put on lotions, he changed his clothes, he went into the house of the Lord and worshipped. We cannot allow pain and loss to keep us from God. I mean, we see David being intentional. I know I'm about to go into the house of the Lord. It hurts. I've been thrown on the ground. I've been crying. I've been grieving. But you know what? I better get up. It's almost time for church. I need to wash up. I'm going to put some cologne and some lotion on because I'm about to go see my God. And he goes into the house of the Lord and he worships. Despite the pain. Despite the loss. And we've all experienced some sort of loss. We've all experienced some sort of pain. All I can tell you, the only thing that's going to make your heart get to a better place is spending time in the presence of the Lord. Even though your body and your flesh is like, this is not what I want to be doing. You have to worship. You got to face it. Stand up to it. God will give you peace. Number five, worship is celebrating who God is and what he has done. Worship is celebrating who God is and what he has done. At the end of the day, worship is a celebration. Your emotions may be conflicted. You may have lost something. You may be going through a difficult storm in your life. But when you and I can worship, despite the storms that are going on outside of this, outside of the house of the Lord, that are going on in our life, when you and I can truly connect with God and we can see His throne and we can feel His presence in our lives, there's a celebration that's going to happen. Because things begin to change. There's a perspective. There's a shift in our perspective. We begin to see those problems very small because we're beginning to see God's greatness in our lives. 
We begin to see how insignificant our trials are because we begin to see the beauty of Jesus in our lives. And those big problems become small and smaller before God's throne. And we begin to celebrate. That's why when we come to worship, we like to clap our hands. We, we do like to move around a little bit. And I invite you, I encourage you, you know, move. Move. Worship. Praise is an action. Praise and worship is an expression of you loving God, of you being in God's presence. Raise your hands. Lift your voices loud. It doesn't matter if you don't stay on key. It's okay. The music is loud enough. No one's going to hear you. Sing with all of your heart. Shout unto the Lord. Let his praises be continually in my mouth. And there will be those moments where we'll feel like David. Things have gone really bad. Things aren't good. I just lost something very important, someone I love very much. But you know what? I got I to gotta stand up and say like David say, said, Bless the Lord, all my soul and all that is within me. We have to encourage ourselves at times. And look at your heart. Look inside and say, you know what? I don't feel it right now, but Daniel, I'm going to bless the Lord today. I, you know what? The worship team is a little bit off today. It doesn't matter. I'm going to worship God today. You know what? Pastor's message was not what I was quite wanting to hear, but God is here. I want to raise my hands and I'm going to worship God. Daniel, bless the Lord with all of your soul, with all of your might. Am I truly living a life of worship? Or am I just coming to worship? Am I truly living a life of worship? Or am I just coming to worship? It goes back to the very first thing that we wrote. Are we limiting worship to Sundays at 3.05 p.m.? To 4.30 p.m. Or am I truly living a life that is expressing my desire to be close to God? Am I living a life that people say, hey, there's something different about you. I don't know. You're always whistling you always have a smile on your face. Come on, the things can't be that good, can they? No. I struggle too. Yeah, there's things that could be better. But you know what's going on? I'm worshiping God right now. My heart is connected with Him. Because worship doesn't just happen. At 9073 Berkshire Drive. Worship happens when I'm in my car. Worship happens when I'm at my house. Worship happens when I'm taking a shower. Worship happens when I'm at work. 
Worship happens during lunch. Worship happens during dinner. Worship happens right when I get up in the mornings. Worship is going on in my heart when I go to bed. Man, even during my dreams, I'm worshiping. That's why I can smile. Because I don't just go to worship. I live worship. 